Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is a content creator and the co-founder of the ethically sustainable clothing brand, Uncle Studios. Welcome, Allegra Shaw. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, it's honestly really exciting to have you on the podcast because I'm a huge fan of your style, huge fan of your YouTube videos, so really excited to chat with you. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, We were just kind of talking about how things are weirdly starting to feel like they're going back to normal, even though we're still quarantining. I, I'm just like not ready. (laughs) I mean, it's like kind of normal, but it's a weird new normal. And I just feel like everyone's like jumped back into work and being busy. And I'm just like, wait, no, it's summer. And I still (laughs) hang out a little bit. (laughs) Also, the fact that summer is almost over really stressing me out. I don't I just feel like in the yeah in the last panic. (laughs) Yeah, the last week has just been a lot of weird panic, which is annoying because a few weeks before this, like I was fine. I got into like my routine, everything was good. And now I'm like, I'm stressed. Yeah, I mean, summer is very short in Toronto and Canada in general. So I mean, I feel like we usually make the most out of it. But obviously, that didn't happen this year. So I'm just like, Oh, okay. There's like pretty much five weeks left, and I have That's sat so aside the whole, time, the whole time. That's so crazy that there's five weeks left. Like, act my, I like literally am not able to like comprehend that. I'm like, how? Where did the time go? Which is so weird because I feel like you would think that during quarantine, like, oh, it feel like time is like going by so slowly, but I feel like time has been flying by. I totally agree. Even at the beginning when we were like full, full lockdown, like no yeah. one would even go outside. I was like. I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, it's 6 p.m. already. Like, I have no idea where the day went, where the day went, which I feel like when you travel, like, time goes by kind of slowly because, like, there's different time zones and, like, you're doing so much, you're packing so much into a day. But when you're just, like, sitting at home, I I honestly feel like time just really flies by. How has it been for you? Because you were traveling quite a bit. Like, I feel like you were always on the go. Has it been kind of nice to slow down? Or are you like antsy and ready to like be on the move again? I was definitely like at the beginning, I was happy to like slow down. I think my business partner was very happy to have me (laughs) all the time, like at her disposal. But now I'm getting a little bit antsy. And I feel like I want to like go somewhere I don't think I will just yet. I, I yeah. still don't think it's like safe really. Um, but depending on how like, I don't know, the fall goes, like I might end up going somewhere. I'll just have to quarantine. I'm guessing for, I don't know. I'd have to like look into it. I literally don't even know how travel works it's, right now. It's so confusing. And I feel like people in Europe are traveling and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, wh- why are you guys just like going to France? Traveling. Like, what's going no on? Quarantine. <laughs> yeah. I just like, don't really know how it works right now. Me neither. And I, but I've seen people like go to Europe and then I Wait, know. From our Canada? World, like, yeah. Like no <gasps> problem. And I'm just like, I didn't know that was a thing. But then I think when you come back, you you have to quarantine for two weeks when you re-enter the country. I mean, that I would be fine because, like, I'm already doing that. But I feel like they're yeah. not letting Americans <laughs> places now. I feel like we're, like, Americans are, like, not allowed to go anywhere. Like, they're, like, no, fuck you. No. Stay in America. <laughs> yeah. I won't be heading to America anytime soon. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. Like, 10 out of 10 would not recommend it. Like, no it's one is wearing a mask. No one gives I a know. fuck. I live in Florida where it's, like, absolutely the worst. Like, literally the worst. So, yeah, don't don't come here. It's I would not come here. I want to leave here, actually. <laughs> yeah. I just don't really know like what 
the deal is with people not being okay with wearing a mask. It's just like very, a very easy thing to just like put on a mask when you enter a store. And then, I like, we don't understand. It's just like really easy. I don't really understand. So like, um, I know that you like TikTok because I follow you on TikTok and you're a great TikToker. Like I want Thank to see you. more TikToks from you, but on TikTok recently, there's a lot of these like Karen videos where they're like having a full on meltdown because they don't want to wear a mask. And I'm just watching it. I'm like, you're like a grown adult woman like you definitely have children who are like in college like for fucking sure why are you freaking out right now and yelling at this like like temper tantrum yeah I actually came across an Instagram account recently and it was just like videos of like oh my god Karens or whatever and it was actually shocking and then my boyfriend told me that I had to turn it off because it was too much negativity coming out of the phone (laughs) honestly you're right it is ne- that's the thing like I'll watch it and I'll be like shocked and like kind of like what the fuck but then I'm like I don't like this there, there's something like unsettling about it and it is that kind of like negative act like that and and are that angry towards other people like I just I'm like you got to calm down it's, it's really really not that big of a deal like it's actually not like especially like if you're not like working or you have to wear a mask like all day like I have friends who do and that's really hard for them but like if you're just Mm -hmm. going to the store like it's really not a big deal at all and like if you were just like hey I forgot my mask they'd probably be like we have one right here for you you know like it's it's, because like I do understand that I mean I've left the house and been like oh damn I don't have a mask but like every store is selling them now or like if you could just and like nail salons just like have them, you know, like for in, in Toronto anyway. But it's, I mean, it's mandatory now in Toronto. You have to wear a mask inside, like every place. So um, no one, I haven't, I haven't seen any temper tantrums here. Everyone's pretty like everyone likes to take care of each other in Canada. I mean, for the most part. So it's it hasn't been too much of an adjustment. I've heard, the only things I've heard about Canada is like how nice everyone is. And I'm just like, I don't, what does that feel like? Like, what does it feel like to have people just be nice and actually care about one another? Like, is it just like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like it sounds like a Disney movie. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously there's some people who like, aren't like that. Yeah. And, you know, we have shitty things that go on and we have like a shitty history as well. But like, for the most part, everyone is, is honestly pretty nice <laughs> pretty great i mean I'm, I'm telling you i have literally only heard great things about canada so and like free healthcare, love that love that so much um, yeah it's pretty like i feel i mean because i have obviously have a lot of american followers so every time i like go to the doctor or like get a test done or whatever i'm just like i feel really blessed <laughs> that like yeah no money has come out of my pocket I don't like that's another thing like I'm like what I don't even know what that feels like because anytime I go to the doctor I'm like ready to just spend like so much money and I'm just like crying because I'm like I could have bought a bag like a really nice bag like I could have bought the nicest fucking bag but instead I I just like got a bunch of random shit done which was a bunch of like nothing and like just literally walking in through the doors like a couple hundred dollars even if they do nothing. Well I think that a lot of people see I'm in, in the states like they see healthcare as like you're paying for other people, but we've always kind of been taught here that like when you're paying your taxes, like that money is going into like a pot for when you need it. You're paying for yourself for when you yeah. need it. Cause eventually you're going to have to go to the doctor. You're going to need something. So like, yeah, you're always kind of just taught that it is, I mean, you are helping other people who, who need it too, but like yeah. in the end, I see it as like, I'm just putting it away so that when I do need to go to the hospital or a doctor like that's where that's when I'm paying you know 
I mean, that makes perfect and complete sense as opposed to like literally everything that goes on every day in America. Like, not, not, every day I wake up, I'm like, this is a fucking prank. This is a joke. Like what's going on? But where in Florida are you? Orlando, where Disney World is. I am. Okay. I, we're I've all never the, been. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Listen, I, I, the, the I rumors are go. true. The rumors are true. People in Florida are crazy. But what I will say is I love Florida for mm-hmm. other reasons. And I think that Orlando is really fun. And I think Disney World is the happiest place on earth. Like, I'm not like one of those weird adults who's like going to wear like a full Disney costume. But at the same time, if someone is like, hey, do you want to go to Disney? There's going to be no hesitation. I want to go to Disney. <laughs> I think I think I need to go. I've never been. I didn't really go on any trips as a kid. Like my, my mom can really like afford that. So yeah, I think as an adult, when this is all over, like, I need to take a trip to the happiest place ever. <laughs> uh, and it's really fun. And I feel like I've gone with like my nieces and nephews and like, that's fine. Like it's, it's nice to see children enjoying themselves, but I prefer going with my adult friends and just yeah. <laughs> having a good time and like literally just being ridiculous and acting like children. Um, it's very fun. Yeah. It seems magical. I'll it is magical. Eventually. Whenever you, the States feels okay to go to. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember this, but last year around the time of the governor's ball in New York, I was like DMing you. Cause I was like, Oh, you're, you're going to the governor's ball. I'm going to be there. And then obviously, you know, there was a little bit of rain. That was a little crazy. <laughs> and by a little <laughs> bit of rain, I mean like torrential downpour. My boots were full of water. I actually had to dump them out like in a cartoon. Oh, I actually thought that like I was going to live on the island. I was like, (laughs) this is it. This is it for me. Like I live here now. I, because it was insane. I've never seen anything like that. The rain was like up to car windows. And I was like, I, because I also not to hate on America. I I do really actually (laughs) like America, but like if that happened in Canada, everyone would just be like getting into people's cars and like getting off the island. Yeah. But no one was doing that. And I remember asking some people like, we just take, I just need to get off the island. Like just take me (laughs) off the island. And they were like, no, like get away from my car. And I was like, Okay. I'm so sorry. That's what I'm saying. Like people were right. Like people were breaking things and like acting crazy. And I'm like, what the fuck? It was really crazy. And I feel like it rains every year at GovBall, but they just like continuously have it that weekend. They're just like, I don't care. It's gonna be the first weekend in June. (laughs) I mean, listen, I've never in my life had a desire to go to GovBall until they announced that the strokes were going to be headlining and they hadn't toured in a long time. So I was like, okay, like let I want to go see them. And yeah, it was, it was, it was devastating. I literally left there with a strokes hoodie that was like drenched in rain and like, didn't even get to see them perform. And I was like, well, this is fucking weird. The, I saw the strokes when they played in 2016 at GovBall. Like that was the main reason I went in 2016. And then when they said that they were going to go again in, I guess, 29, was it 2019? It was 2019, which seems like a very long time ago. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we'll go. So I actually flew from a wedding to New York specifically to see the strokes. And oh then my that God. happened. It was like, I literally showed up. I saw one person, like one act. And yeah. then it was like, I honestly thought I was in an episode of black mirror because like all <laughs> of the screens went black and it was yeah. like, like, like microphones, like get off the, I'm yeah. like, what is going on? This is terrifying. 
anytime like any of those little memories on Instagram pop up from that, I'm like, I thought this was like a fever dream. Like I also like, flew there to relive <laughs> just to go to see the strokes. I saw Nas right before. And like literally my friend came with me and like my other friend was who lives in New York came with me and we all went just to see the strokes. And it's like, literally we saw one act, then it started raining a little bit and it's like, okay, but honestly, you know, the, the worst part is like, and I understand like the whole like liability, but it's like, I got so drenched. I could have just seen them perform. It would have been fine. Like, <laughs> Oh, 100. The, the crazy thing is when I went in 2016, we saw the killers and it also, <gasps> the killers are unbelievable live like how you saw them live a few years ago oh yeah my god they are like brandon flowers is magical on stage actually incredible yeah but it it also torrential downpoured like mudslides like it was crazy and it kind of just like added to it but yeah. i would have to say that that <laughs> when that year that it like shut down like that rain was way worse that was it was, really it was more it was aggressive i will say that was very aggressive rain um i'm surprised i didn't get sick like i don't even know how that happened because i don't know how you ended up leaving but basically me and my friends just like walked across that like bridge and like just kept fucking walking and walking and walking we probably same and I then, like, I just walked. Finally, found an Uber like super far away, and like he was like disgusted by us because he's like, "You guys are all like <laughs> drenched. Like, what the fuck is going on?" And I was I've like, "I had a lot of like crazy rain experiences in New York. Like, I don't know what it is about the rain there, but like they really can do a thunderstorm. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was there last year with my friend Sasha, who's my assistant, and we." We're like, oh, let's take, let's walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. Like, this will be such a nice walk. Cute. Yeah. So, like, we know we like start walking and then it like kind of starts drizzling and we're like, oh, okay. And then, like, we get to the middle and it is like exactly that sort of like torrential downpour. And we're in the middle of the Brooklyn Bridge. And I'm like, oh my God. I don't know how I got here again. This is insane. And like, it was literally like we had to run across, but we had to like stop in the middle and like, just stand there because the, the rain it was like a group of people the rain was so crazy and you're in the middle of a river <laughs> but, but oh, I, you keep getting stuck in the middle of bodies of water when there's yeah. <laughs> yeah and i'm honestly terrified of big bodies of water so i'm like okay great <laughs> this is oh fun. my god um but yeah i don't i don't know that that was really really crazy but um it was one of the other reasons why i was like oh my god i allegra's so cool i just anytime someone likes to say music as me i'm like i like you you're like you're a good person like yeah i feel yeah. like you're you're just a good person and i support you and i'm i'm just i'm behind everything you do but no i had already been watching your youtube videos you're like someone who i always kind of watch which is so creepy and i've spoken about this before on my podcast like <laughs> when you watch them on social media it's really creepy because you feel like you know the person, but like you obviously don't fucking know the person, but like you feel like you do. And you've been on YouTube yeah. for like a really long time. Like how long have you been on YouTube for? Uh, 10 years next year. Holy shit. So you've like grown into your adult life on YouTube. Yeah. Which is really, it's weird. I mean, like I obviously love it. And I love that I have like all these videos and memories to like look back on. Like I have half my life filmed, which is so cool, but it also is a little, I don't even know what the right word is. It's just, you're very like susceptible to judgment when you yourself are trying to figure out your life, you know, like 
you know, I went through like my teenage years and like my twenties on the internet, which is like where you make all your mistakes, where you're just like kind of an idiot and you're just like doing your thing and you're figuring it out. So yeah, it's, it's great. And I love it. And I obviously love the community that I have and that, you know, we've all built, but it can be a little, a little daunting sometimes. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, you're one of the creators that I feel like has always been really open. And even when it's like, more controversial, I guess, like topics, like Mm -hmm. you're super open about getting lip filler, you're super open about getting Botox, even though I'm pretty sure you just you got it like in your jaw for like clenching your jaw. So not even like cosmetic, but you know, whatever forehead too. (laughs) Just a little. Hey, listen, I get Botox too. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fun. It's it's great. I, I literally yeah. always tell my sister afterwards, I'm like, I don't know why I feel like a superhero. I don't know why I can't explain it. I'm like, I know that it's just like paralyzing my muscles, but like, I feel invincible after I get my Botox. I can't explain it. But um, I feel like you've just always been really kind of candid about that. And I can only imagine that there has been like backlash yeah, and I think any decision, anything you do, like people will find a reason to of course hate on it or have an opinion on it. And it could be like literally the simplest thing ever that you never even thought would cause like a big stir and then, you know, it does. So, I just I don't know if it's because I've been on YouTube for so long and I'm like kind of grown up doing it. I just don't know how else to be. Like I yeah. just am I am myself. Obviously, I cut out things and I vlogs are just 20 minutes of an entire week. And I think a lot of people forget that, but I just don't know how else to be. Like, I I just want to be like my authentic self on, on vlogs, you know, like I don't want to have to put every time I turn on the camera, I don't want to have to like put on a performance. And it's also just kind of easier being yourself. Like as someone who creates content puts things like I, I can't imagine how exhausting it would be like, Oh, like, you know, editing all this stuff that's time consuming. I don't also then want to like have to put on like a little show. Like it's so much easier to just be yourself because like you're always going to be yourself. So you don't need to like keep up with anything. You're just continuing on being yourself. For sure. For sure. And I, and you know, like sometimes some weeks are, you know, you're more down than others and people do pick up on that and will comment on that. Like, I think I just put up a vlog and someone commented, like, how is this vlog supposed to make us feel better? And I was like, oh, wow, man, that's a lot of responsibility <laughs> yeah. to, like, make you feel better. Like, I'm just yeah. kind of like, you know, and I, I have to, like, you do have to think about that, I think, as you get bigger. Yeah. And you have it is kind of more of a responsibility. But in the end, like, I'm just taking you through, like, my life and what I'm doing. And, and sometimes, like, it's just you're just having a bad week, you know, like, I am just a human. So, yeah. Exactly. And I think a lot of times people do dehumanize creators because like it's fun that way and the way that I think they do it to like celebrities and stuff, which I've never thought was cool. Like I think it's really fucking weird that we just like are, you know, forming all these opinions and like not even just that, like saying such mean and hateful things to someone who like no matter how many followers you have, I feel like you're gonna see it. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. you're you're going to come across it, you're gonna see it. And it's not even like something that I think for me personally, like it's not going to like me, I'm not going to go cry about it, but at the same time, like, it's kind of like, fuck man. Like, why'd you, why'd you have to come into my space with this like negativity? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't really like, you know, there's been like a lot of stuff recently specifically with like, I feel so bad for like Jada and Will Smith, <laughs> like I know. that whole thing like really blew up. And I'm just like, I just can't imagine 
so many people making memes and like yeah. commenting on your relationship when literally no one has any idea, you know, like, or with like what Kanye is going through with like his mental oh, health. It's making like, me so sad. Yeah. I just, I can't like the things that people are saying when he is clearly like going through something, I'm just He's like, having, I like a manic episode. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just can't imagine having so little empathy for people yeah that you feel the need to like comment negative negatively or like make a meme about someone's like really tough time in life. You know, I just, I don't really get that, but I don't know. People are, people are people. (laughs) Exactly. And like, here's the thing that like has always kind of like baffled me. Like if I, you know, listen, I'm a, I'm a person too. I can be a piece of shit. If I see someone of course (laughs) post like an outfit and I don't like it, like I'm just like a normal person. I'll just like text it to my friend. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like, what the fuck are you wearing? (laughs) I'm not going to like leave a comment and be like, what the fuck are you wearing? Like why? Like that's what the thing I don't understand. Like you're allowed to like, not like something you're allowed to like disagree. Like that's cool. But like, why can't you just like keep it to yourself or like share it with your friends or like, you know, do I something I would else. love to like have a conversation with someone who does do that, like leaves very nasty comments because I just, I like not in like an, a rude, I just actually want to understand like what yeah. the thought process is. Like what does it make them feel better about something? Like I would actually really love to like learn. I think <laughs> it would I just, be I don't get it. I I also don't get it. So recently, like a fun thing that's been happening is like, um, like a lot of like Turkish hate groups have been like posting, like creating pages on Instagram and posting photos of me. And it's really weird, but also kind of funny because it's not in English. So I have to like go on Google Translate and figure out what the fuck they're saying. So it's like me and my friend like Googling, like what the fuck this person It's so, it's so weird, but listen to this. So I DM'd one of them and I was like, hey, listen, like, do you mind just like taking down my photos? Like I was like, let me just give this a shot. And they responded back to me and said, I'm so sorry, I'll delete it right now. And I was like, so you created this whole thing based around hating me. And then like, all I had to say was like, hey, can you take this down? And then you apologized and took it down. Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, no, that happens like way more than you would think. Like I get a really aggressive comment. And then I'll comment back being like, I'm so sorry that you like feel this way or whatever. And then they're like, oh my god like I'm so sorry I love you so much I love all your videos and I was like I'm always like well I'm so did you just want my attention like I just were you just having a bad moment like I don't get it but that happens a lot I do think that like understanding the psychology behind it would be like fascinating and I think a lot of it does also stem from like general just boredom Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know and I think once you like show people that you are a person by like responding people are like oh wait a second I really like, I watch all your content, you know, I don't, I, maybe that's it. I have no, I still have no idea. I would love to know. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. And yeah, I feel like we should do like a little like research on that. Like I, yeah. I want to like do like a little <laughs> a fucking study. Poll. Yeah. We should do a case study. We should just like go out and like have people fill out surveys and stuff like, you know, just, just normal blogger shit. But, um, that decision to post your relationship, like at, publicly like was that something that you consciously thought about or did it just kind of like happen and then like before you knew it like it was just like happening I think when you post a relationship it kind of just like gets to the point where it's kind of very hard to like keep it a secret yeah so you're like you have to come to terms with posting about it and then I mean posting about the breakup like I had introduced you to someone and like he was so a part of my channel that 
people noticed when he stopped. And I, I, the only thing about that is like, I was going to post in my own time whenever I felt like I was ready and like could talk about it and wanted to like, you know, tell everyone, but it was, it was people like posting about it before me. Oh, and that's like, not cool. You know, it's just, that was very tough. Cause I'm like, I understand that like you're interested and like invested, but if I haven't talked about it yet, obviously it's cause I'm not ready. So like, give me a moment, you know? Yeah. Um, and like dealing with a breakup in general is really emotional reg- regardless of like what happened. Like it's always going to be emotionally taxing and shitty and like not fun. And like, you're not going to like want to like talk about it to like a huge audience. So like even I just- mean, especially like the relationship, I, like we live together, you know, yeah. like it wasn't just like a, we broke up and then that was, it was like, I have to find a new place. Like I'm doing my stuff out. Like it was a lot of, and I was going through like family stuff at the time as well. So it was just like a lot of stuff going on. And again, I think it's just the, not like dehumanization, but it's people not, it's, it's just people not remembering that like you are a human that goes through the emotions and like they want the information they want to know. And that is so great because they are so invested, but it was a very tough period of time. And then like the breakup and then even when you're like, you know, I just kind of like told everyone that I'm dating someone new. Like that is also a very conscious thing that I have to like talk to him about. And I know that I'm going to get comments about like, isn't this too soon? You know, like you just are very aware of everything that's going to happen. So there was a lot of conversations with my boyfriend now about like, are you okay with this? And like, you know, it's, it's weird. It, that's the thing it's like so out of the norm that it's like navigating it is like in your personal life is like one thing and then like then dealing with people and all of their unsolicited opinions online with saying stuff like oh it's too soon or oh like blah blah, blah this and that and it's like how do you how do you find that you like manage dealing with kind of people's opinions on it or has it been pretty positive um, it's been pretty positive for the most part. I haven't seen a lot of negativity, which well, has been good. great. Yeah, I and I'm honestly like okay with people commenting about me, but like I do get very defensive when people comment about the other people in my life because I'm yeah. like they didn't sign up for that. Like they don't deserve to be like attacked online. So honestly, yeah. I haven't seen anything negative. I'm hoping that everyone just like you know is very positive. But I also haven't been super like. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be involved in my channel as much as, you know, the last relationship, just because, like, it's it's a different relationship, you know? If, yeah, and every relationship is so different, and every person is so, like, their comfort level with social media. Like, so many of my close friends, like, you'll never see me post about them on social media, because it's just not a part of their lives, and it's not something that they are really interested in being a part of and it's and it's fine like I have other friends who are totally fine with you know me posting about them or any sharing photos with them and it just it all just comes down to like what people are comfortable with and being like conscious of that yeah everyone has different boundaries and I think when you are on social media you just kind of have to like talk to your friends and family about it and get their boundaries and just respect respect them for sure. I mean, I will say though, I post my dad constantly on my Instagram stories and he literally had <laughs> he had no idea though that I was posting him on Instagram. Like he just thought I was like taking cute videos and then 
finally, like, I was like, dad, like all of my followers love you. Like they think you're the cutest. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I post your short all the time. And I was like, I have actually like a whole like little highlights just for you, Baba. It's called Baba. And he was like, you creepy, creepy child. Why are you doing this? <laughs> my dad didn't know what like an Instagram story was. He would, he thought that like, it was just like a feed. And then he thought that like stories were highlights. So I had to like sh- tell him like, no, you have to like press it. It's like in within 24 hours. He, <laughs> then, then he was just like on a whole other part of Instagram. <laughs> I will say though, your dad is very cool. Like he's very edgy. Like he's like a cool yes. man. Yeah. And he's like, he's just so happy and like funny. That I'm actually I, like, I haven't seen my parents that much during, I think I've seen my dad like once and like my mom, maybe twice. I definitely miss my dad's positive presence (laughs) oh yeah i mean and that's that's the other thing wait do they live like further away for you or is it just like kind of like safety precautions just safety because like i do live downtown and i think people downtown aren't taking it as seriously and like i would just i don't want to really like infect my my parents yeah that would be yeah it would be a huge bummer no i've definitely (laughs) I mean, my parents, I doubt my dad this all the time because he's for some reason like very nonchalant about him. Like, you should be like, he doesn't go out. When I say nonchalant, he's he's just like, come over for dinner, like, come hang out. I'm like, dad, yeah, my no. dad's actually the same way. I'm like, I don't want to like, kill you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't really understand what's going on. So I don't want to infect you, but. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And now I come over and I wear a face mask, and the whole time my dad is like, "I can't hear you. Take your face mask off." And I was like, "Dad, no! Like, I'm not gonna take off my face mask. Like, I'm trying to not." And I'm like sitting really far away. He's like, "Why are you sitting so far away? Come closer." I'm like, "Dad, honestly, are you suicidal? What's going on right now?" And same, I live in downtown, and I. I don't know. No one in my apartment building wears a mask, and so like I won't even take the elevator anymore. Like I'm too scared to take the elevator. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. We have like the, in our building versus to wear a mask. I think like I always have mine like ready to go in case someone else enters the elevator. But yeah, I wouldn't say that I, 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 I mean, I live on the second floor though. So I'm only one floor. So I'm not in the elevator that long. (laughs) That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, but you recently bought yourself a home, which is really exciting. Yes, congratulations! Thank I'm, you. I'm so excited for you because I feel like that's such like a major milestone thing to happen for anyone. Yeah, it it's huge. I definitely didn't expect to buy a place at this time. But yeah, my landlord informed me that he was selling the place, so I kind of just like started looking, and then I I found something that was like a really great deal. Like there was no bidding wars. I like, got under asking, and like. It was great. So I'm very excited. I move in in August. I'm doing some renovations, which is also very adult and a very new experience. So adult. Um, like, very literally, adult. I saw you file shopping. That's like the most yeah. adult thing you can do. I know. I'm like looking at like marble slabs and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But <laughs> this is very adult. So yeah, I'm renovating two bathrooms first. And then I'm going to live in it for a bit and see kind of like what else I want to do, I will do the kitchen and floors as eventually, but I kind of want to live in it and get like a feel for it before I spend so much money on demolishing a kitchen. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Cause then like you realize like what you feel like it's like lacking and like what you would want to add there. That's how I feel about like anytime you move into a new space, when it comes to furnishing, as much as it's like tempting to just like do everything, I'm like, I like to just like live in it and see like what feels like it would fit 
over here or like what would look good over here yeah or like what you need even yes you know yes, like yes, yes yes with the kitchen I'm like how much storage do I need like how should the you know I, I want to like think about all those things of like how much stuff I have how I like to cook and then kind of go into the kitchen renovation but the bathrooms like I mean bathrooms are pretty standard so yeah I can do those ones before I actually move in that's really exciting. And like, I also feel like you've moved so much. You've moved more than like anyone I think I've I ever I just know. don't even want to think about it. Like, <laughs> I hate moving. It's the worst thing ever. And like, I lived in a place for three years, which was nice. And then I suddenly moved like a hundred times. And I'm just, you, I really never want to move again. You really did move a hundred times. I'm not going to lie. Like, you moved like, <laughs> like every, every time I would see you post anything, like I'm moving. I'm like, oh cool. She's yeah. fucking moving again. And like, I just got new furniture, but now I'm moving again. I'm like, fuck. I'm like stressed watching this because I moved into a new place in the place I live in right now, like in, uh, February, March, I don't remember. I still have boxes in my closet that I have not unpacked. Like I just like oh, have yeah. them pushed to the side. So I had boxes in my place until I don't know, February and I moved in in October. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like moving is such a pain and then like finding a place for everything. And then like, I don't know about you, but when I like when I moved out of my last place, like towards the end of like my quote unquote packing, I was fully just throwing shit away. Like fully just, just yeah. and throw yeah. and like my sister would be like, Oh, like, where is this like thing? I'm like, yeah, I threw it away. She was like, why? There was nothing. I'm like, listen, I just like could not. <laughs> I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't deal with it. Like I, I donated so much stuff. Stuff, but like towards the end you're just like I just want nothing like I want to go there with nothing yeah that's actually the I think a positive about moving is like you get rid of a lot of stuff that you don't need yeah so I'm looking forward to that and also I think like being in quarantine like I really realized I don't need as many clothes as I have, <laughs> as I have. so I'll be donating and selling a lot of my clothes and hope I mean I'm I guess I like I've lived here for such a short amount of time that I get to return my furniture to the stores. That's incredible. So, that's <laughs> insane. Um, so I'll hopefully be going into my new place with not a lot of stuff, but not a lot of stuff for me is still a lot of stuff. That's the other thing. It's like when I moved out of my last place, I got rid of so much stuff that I was like, Oh, perfect. Like I'm going to like have like be so minimal. And then like, I, there, my closet is exploding. I have like clothing racks, like and I'm constantly like, the thing is, is like, I'm constantly getting rid of things, but then I'm also constantly being sent things. So mm -hmm. it's like this never ending like cycle where it's like, I don't even know what to do like right now. So what I would normally do is I would like go donate stuff or take things to, like consignment stores and just like drop them off. But like during quarantine, I haven't really been doing that. So it's like, I've trying to, been trying to sell things on Depop, but honestly selling shit on Depop is so it's like a whole other thing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. It's just, there's, there's constantly just stuff coming in, but there was a period of like quarantine where no one was sending out stuff. And yeah. I was like, this is incredible. Like nice. I actually finished so many products and like my <laughs> collection actually went down and I'm like, this is so good. But now I'm starting to get some things again. And I mean, obviously it's great and it's great. I'm it's grateful fun. to try a product. Yeah. It's but super fun. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I have, why do I have 5 million eyeshadows? Like I literally don't even wear eyeshadow. <laughs> and I do feel like, Oh, same. Like I, I literally like every once in a while, I'll put like one color on my lid. Like if I'm feeling crazy, but yeah, the yeah. amount of eyeshadow I have, like you would think I was like a makeup artist, but something I've noticed that brands are doing lately that I do really appreciate is that they actually are emailing before sending mm -hmm. things. And then I can actually just be like, you know what? No, I don't 
I don't want this. Like, I'm not going to use it. It's just going to sit in my box in my room of like fucking makeup. And then maybe I'll just give it to someone who comes over and be like, I don't know about you, but I do this really creepy. Like, I just will take stuff and be like, does anyone want this? Like, do you want this? Like, can you take this? And they're like, whoa. Oh, I had my two girlfriends come over the other day and I just brought out all like my five boxes of like stuff I don't want. And I was like, take anything you want. Yeah, take it all. And like my friend Sharon was just like, freaking out she's like you don't want this i'm like no she's like are you sure it's perfect condition it's like a limited edition palette i'm like sharin if you look at my makeup collection it's like i don't need it i have all of those colors five times over and i'm <laughs> so like i use like I the same products over and over again like that's why i'm like i don't even know what to do with this my like, clothes i'm cool with clothes i like clothes i'll wear them it's fun but like makeup and stuff i'm like i just feel like i don't wear enough makeup for me to deserve this yeah, I know that was, but I got through like a lot of different foundations during quarantine because I would like put on makeup so that I could like use up all the product. I'm like, well, That's I'll never smart. be this pale ever again. So like, <laughs> I'm going to use all of my like sh- shade one <laughs> that I yeah. have never this pale for. So I was doing that and I actually, I got through some, some product, which was great. Like, yeah, I needed to. <laughs> It feels like weirdly, um, like a weird accomplishment whenever I go through any like skincare or makeup product. I'm like, I did it. Oh, I, I did feel this. so satisfied. Yeah. But um, then the problem is like you get, you may have favorites and then you want to like repurchase those favorites, but you, your collection's so big. So you're like, oh, but I should like try out this serum or I should yeah. like, but I'm like, but I really want to just go back to that other product. <laughs> I definitely feel you on that because I have a moisturizer that I'm about to finish. It's like um the Lord Jones like moisturizer. It's like a CBD facial moisturizer. I don't know. I love it. And I'm about to finish it. And I have other moisturizers that I'm sure are going to be nice, but I'm like sad because I'm like, I kind of just want to keep using this, but like I yeah, should probably just use other things. The first aid beauty, like ultra repair, high, whatever. I don't know what it's called. It's the longest name, but it's like a massive tub. And I, finished it and like while I was using my skin was so good and then like I finished it and I'm just like well I kind of want to buy it again but I also have a hundred moisturizers so I like am using other ones now but I still just every day I just think about (laughs) the other one I and and that's the thing when your skin reacts really well to something and it's like really happy you're just like oh should I really even like why am I being so risky with my skin right now like why why am I taking these risks when but it's at the same time so like I don't know about you but like I did create this like rule for myself that like if I have a cleanser no matter how cool the cleanser I get sent is unless the one I'm using is like terrible I'm not opening a new thing because yeah the second you start using it like it can it'll expire within like six months or like a year so I'm like that's just like wasteful I would rather like never use it give it to someone else and just like open like 17 different things and like I don't know like I just feel like that's been working so much better for me than trying like a thousand different things yeah I totally agree with that and I get I think because I'm very open about my skin the one like skincare always comes to me for campaigns and like brand deals and like I say no to almost every skincare brand deal because I'm just like I I don't know like if you're not part of the routine that I'm currently using yep like I I can't just like put because I don't know if your product's gonna make me (laughs) gonna make me break out and I don't want to risk it exactly and then like at the end of the day like when you're taking on like a campaign or something like you want it to kind of 
align with like what you're already doing. So like, if it's not products that you've already been using and like, you just posted about like something like two weeks ago and then like, now you're going to post this, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Like you literally, and I always, I always ask for like a period of actually trying the product if I haven't tried it, but because my skin is so finicky, I'm just like, unless you're part of like the five products I'm currently using, (laughs) like I'm going to have to say no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) What are like some of your like skincare favorites or like products that you just feel like are like worked really well for you? So cleanser and serum, I use, um, the brand IS clinical and I've it's heard like really good things, life-changing, amazing. My facialist told me to use them after she like ripped apart my skincare routine. <laughs> so she told me to use them and like, they really have done wonders for my skin. I mean, I love first aid beauties moisturizer cause it's just like very basic and then my eye creams I just finished my La Mer eye cream and like so expensive but it was so great <laughs> which one which one is, is it the one in like the little green jar uh no it's in the white jar so I think okay. it's maybe the the normal one and okay. but I love the fresh black tea which is also very expensive but um, yeah I love that moist or eye cream too but that's uh, really like that is my skincare routine right there like that's it I don't use Uh, anything else. A hundred percent. And I feel like there was like a time where like excess skincare was like the thing. It's like, you need to have like all of these steps, but like for me, like my skin is happiest when I'm using like just like a handful of products. Like whenever I use too many things, that's when I notice my skin will have like little dry flaky spots. And I just think that I'm really glad that that's the direction that I think a lot of people are moving in. And just like in general, brands are encouraging this a little bit more as well. Just simplifying your skincare routine and like getting rid of like excess. Yeah. And I also just don't, I feel like I'm just not educated enough in like the chemistry behind skincare to like continuously add stuff into my routine. Like I don't know what products like work well together and what don't. And you know, like what works for some people, like really like vitamin C serum, like doesn't work for me. Like I try super active and it it breaks me out every time. So like, I don't know if that's me or the product or the product reacting with another product. Like I just don't know. So I'd rather just like keep it super basic, go to my facialist. She can like tell me when to switch or whatever, Yeah, but I just would rather, and it also like, it just takes so little time now to do my skincare, which is really great. nice. Yeah. 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 And like, also like for me, like if I'm going to use something active, like I, I don't know, the only really active ingredients that I love are like retinol because I want to look like a baby for the rest of my life, <laughs> not in a creepy way, but just like, you know, fresh face. Yeah. Um, and then also like lactic acid. I don't know. I just feel like as far as like chemical exfoliants go, like that is the best ingredient that's like gentle. It's not drying. It's going to like hydrate my skin, but like, I'm also like a skincare nerd. So like, I love researching all of the ingredients and like knowing everything. But yeah, I do, I do think that people are using way too many of those like active ingredients in their routine. And I think ultimately it is irritating your skin more when you're using like a vitamin C, a retinol, an acid, a this, a that it's like, it's too much for your face. Yeah, so I'm using the IS Clinical Active Serum, and that's all I know about active products. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want to know. Ingredient. I'm like, what, what, what is active in that serum? Now I want to like look into it. <laughs> and I only use the serum and the cleanser at night, and then in the morning I just like use water to wash my face, a toner, and a moisturizer, and I like it's super basic. And but I've that's actually great. 
yeah, I found like my skin is actually like thriving. That's, I mean, that's obviously like I'm very stressed and I'm inside all the time. So I still like break out, but, um, yeah, I like, I love my current skincare routine. And that's the thing. Like, as long as your skin is responding well to it, I don't know. And that's why like, it's, it's also like so weird because I feel like there was a time where it's like, these are the products I use and you need to go get them. And like, that was kind of the the way skincare was always presented, but now it's just kind of like, these are the products that work for me. I don't fucking know if they're going to work for you, but I really like them. And you know, maybe you might too. It just, it's really interesting watching how like skincare and, and content creators and just how all of that is evolving. And I really like the direction that it's moving in and um, just the focus on sustainability, which is, I kind of do, I want to make sure we talk about uncle studios because I really love what you guys are doing. And I think that, everything about like your brand ethos is very, I think it's something that I see a lot, but it's, it's done differently. It's done in a way that like, I believe it. I know that sounds like shitty, but like a lot of brands are like, we're sustainable, we're ethical, but it's like, okay, cool. But I feel like you guys really are that slow fashion brand. Yeah, I think I mean, there's definitely a lot of like greenwashing and buzzwords that go around, which can make it very difficult to kind of like get your point across or educate people without them being skeptical. And honestly, people should be skeptical. Like like, people are out there just like throwing a green term on things and then being like, this is sustainable when in reality, like fashion isn't really sustainable. Like we're creating new product and we have, we're just trying to be as sustainable as possible, um, in the fashion space and kind of just like showing brands that like it, you can do it. Like you can use eco conscious fabrics and there are so many innovative companies out there that are really like working on using, like using recycled materials to make fabrics. And we're, we're, we're very small. So we're trying our best to like use those fabrics. And I mean, with ethical labor, it's just like, I don't, it just seems like kind of a no brainer. Like I yeah. don't, I don't feel good wearing something that someone didn't get paid a proper wage for a hundred percent. And it's like, it, we're becoming way much more aware of this. Cause I'm guilty of, you know, when I look back at photos of myself from like 10 years ago, like I'm wearing like head to toe, I don't know, like Zara or, you know, and it's, and I think that like, it's not like in a way where it's like shaming people for wearing fast fashion, but it's like, I think just having a different approach to fast fashion is something that we can all try to do. And I tried to do it, you know, and it's, it's hard because it's tempting because it's such a good price and it's really cute. But at the end of the day, it's like, if I'm going to add something into my wardrobe, I need to know that people are being paid fairly to make it number one. And also number two, that I'm going to actually wear this. And if not, then I'm going to, you know, somehow recycle it properly. Yeah. And actually Sharon, my business partner and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, it's like, cause we were talking about Zara and, um, I had bought something off Zara and what we were talking about was like Sharon, for example, is like, I don't have, like, I want to support eco-conscious brands and I do do that. But you know, I, and a lot of people like aren't, they don't have the funds to just have it's a whole super expensive. Sl- it's super expensive. And yeah. So I think just like rethinking the way you shop yeah, and the way, like looking at a piece, making sure that you will be able to style it. It can last you multiple seasons. And if you want to buy that piece off Zara, like that's okay. Yeah. And not again, not shaming people for wanting to do that or having to do that. Like it's totally fine. 
just making sure they're not like buying excess because I do feel that people need to do their part with taking care of the environment and taking care of the world. But I really truly feel that it is on large corporations to actually make genuine change that's going to impact the environment because people can kind of like only do so much, you know, like I think people do kind of just go along with like whatever's happening. Like when plastic straws were banned and paper straws came in, like everyone's just like, okay, sounds good. So it's like kind of on the larger corporations to make those changes in their packaging, in the way that they produce items to make sure their supply chain is clean. And that's kind of what we're trying to do, make our supply chain. I mean, our supply chain is very clean right now, but, you know, making sure that it's, it's perfectly clean, working with companies that are doing the same thing. And, um, that's just kind of our ethos of our brand. Yeah. And I, that's the thing, like it's, it is up to these big brands. You're totally right. Because ultimately like consumers are only going to do as much as they can. Right. But like Mm -hmm. if real change is going to happen, it's within those big brands. And even with, you know, smaller brands like yours, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I would feel so much better about making a purchase. Like, even if I can't like, you know, when you're shopping sustainably, it's always going to be a higher price, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but it's like making smart purchases is something that I kind of like have like been proud of doing for like a few years. Cause it feels really, really good. Like I actually just posted a photo on Instagram being like, I've reworn these pants so many times. It makes me happy. Cause it does make me happy. Like when I have a piece and I buy it and I wear it a lot, like I feel like i I did a good thing. Like I made a smart decision. Like I bought something that works into my wardrobe. I can wear it so many ways. I can wash it a bunch. It's not going to fall apart. And there's Mm -hmm. something about shopping that way that does feel really rewarding. And I think ultimately is like, I don't know, like just a better way to curate your wardrobe. Yeah. I'm actually working on a video right now on how to build a, like a, wardrobe of basics because I think that's how you have to like start you just if you have good quality eco-conscious basics then you can kind of like add those fun pieces in when you want and and you can like switch out some pieces inexpensively per season if you want to like stay up to date on trends um but having the like good solid foundation of basics is like that's where your wardrobe is really gonna thrive and I feel like that's what kind of what uncle does really well is like create like lots of just like tanks and, and, and trousers and like pieces that can be styled in a lot of different ways. Like even when in your videos, like you rewear, I've seen you rewear so many different pieces in so many different ways. And that in itself, it's like, yeah, like you can see it. And it's, it's not even just your own pieces from uncle. It's like in general, like I'll see you wearing the same sweater or same t-shirt or something like that. Like, you can dress well and be like trendy or fashionable, whatever the fuck and still be conscious. Definitely. And that is like our, again, like uncle is very new, but our, we have like our dream collection all written down and it is like, we have our loungewear and our uniforms and our basics. And like, we hope that by the, by the time we're done, all of our pieces, like, you could go on to uncle and buy the entire collection, let's say, and have like a good basics wardrobe that like, that could be your entire wardrobe and everything goes together. So that, that is what we're trying to build on uncle. So that's why you see, like, we're never going to really come out with something that's super insanely trendy because that isn't us. We don't, that isn't our brand. We, these are the pieces that are going to be in your wardrobe for years. And they're going to be pieces that you wear over and over. Like, 
I can't tell you how many times I've worn like the bloomers or, I mean, I only wear uncle t-shirts now. Yeah. And t-shirts are such a huge staple. Like I feel like every, just having a few good t-shirts really, I don't know. Like I feel like elevates like a look, like the way it tucks and falls and stuff. Like those are all like crucial to like. Underrated. Like I think people are like, I'm going to go and buy like a $10 t-shirt. And I'm like, if you actually just like do some research and like, actually buy like a nice quality good cotton t-shirt like you will get so much more wear out of it it'll last you so long it's gonna look so much more chic when you're yeah. wearing it instead of just like a you know tight spandexy yeah. $10 t-shirt you know like it's just that and that was that's how we started uncle like Sharon and I had a closets full of t-shirts that we like liked certain aspects of each one but like overall didn't really like them or didn't feel good about buying them. And so we just kind of like amalgamated all of the things that we liked about each t-shirt into like the super tee. And like, that's, that's our t-shirt pattern. You know, it's everything that we like in a t-shirt. And like, I feel like that's such a great, like organic start to it's like, we want a t-shirt that like we love and we, you know, we've liked things about other t-shirts, but like, let's put those all together and make like the ultimate tea because yeah, I, I don't know. I've just always been very into like having like nice t-shirts. Like I remember like buying like an Everlane tea like 10 years ago. And like, I still have that shirt. Like it's a little mm-hmm. discolored. I'm not going to lie, but it's, I course, still yeah. have that t-shirt. I probably could have washed it better, but like it, is just one of those shirts. It's so soft. It doesn't have like balled up, you know, whatever, like that stuff that gets on your clothes. I don't even know yeah. what it's called. But like, it just, it's lasted so well. And it's like when you, you don't have to spend like hundreds of dollars on a t-shirt, but if you buy like a well-made t-shirt, like it will last and like, it will look really, really nice. A hundred percent. And I think like another thing that we really love doing at uncle is just education of like fabrics and how fabrics wear. Cause some natural fabrics, like they're just going to naturally pill. And yes, that is like what happens. And that doesn't really mean anything negatively or negative, but people kind of see it like that because it's kind of been branded as that. But you know, a lot of natural fabrics just do that and that's okay. Um, but also like education on how to properly care for your items, because I think that we, I mean, a lot of us are very busy and just want to like throw our stuff into the wash and throw it into the dryer. But if you do want your stuff to last like really long time and, and keep it well, it looks nice still. Um, you have to, you have to care for it properly, just like you have to care for anything. So I think that's like another direction that, you know, we want to have on our available on our website is um, just having the education on how to actually care for your items properly. I feel like that would be really, really cool. And like, I know that I would be interested in that because I mean, I definitely, as I'm getting older, cause I'm spending a little bit more money on pieces. I'm more conscious of how I care for things. Like before I throw everything into the dryer, I kind of like do a quick check. Like, okay, does, does this supposed to go in the dryer? Like, Oh shit, no, I need to like air dry this. But I like you were saying, like, just really want to just throw everything in, get it done really quickly. But a lot of times that will, you know, fuck up your clothes. So it's kind of important to know how to care for different fabrics. And that's something that I definitely know that I'm not super well versed in. So whenever you do that, Alexa, like, I mean, Allegra, so sorry. Um, But me talking to my Alexa all day long, then calling you Alexa. Like, Alexa, how do I care for my clothes? (laughs) 
Oh my god, I'm I'm that the most annoying person. I'm always talking to her. I'm surprised she didn't respond to me right now. I'm in another room, but she's always like, even if I said Allegra, she would probably think I was fucking talking to her. She thinks the whole world revolves around her. Like, what did you say? I think something. I need one. I don't have one. I need one. You a hundred percent need one. Listen, it's so handy. Like you come home, you tell her to play whatever music you want. She plays it for you. You need to set a timer. You tell her, you tell her to remind you to do something tomorrow at 2 p.m. She'll scream about it until you tell her to stop screaming about it. She'll be like, I want to get plans. one. Of, yeah, I want to get one of these. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing Alexa is like the one to get, but I, I, the problem I have with the tech companies is like, they all like hate each other. So none of their tech works together. And it bothers me so much because I'm like, I just want my Google calendar to work with my Apple laptop to work with my Amazon Alexa. Like, I just want everyone to get along. Yes, so that my life could be easier. But they're just like, no, like buy our product. And like, it only works with our product. And I'm just like, this is too much. <laughs> it's very annoying. And also I do have the g-o-o-g-l-e one i the reason i'm spelling it out is if i say it it will think i'm talking to it so i don't i don't want it to talk to me but i have that one in my bedroom and it doesn't sync up with my alexa and then i have those like smart plugs and like they're not all synced up so like if i'm in my living room and i like want to turn on a light in my bed it's just like a whole thing and then my phone like i have to like do all these different apps and i do agree i think everyone should get together i think all calendars (laughs) should all be the same like why do i have to add things on multiple (laughs) fucking calendars why can't it just all I, it's I, we need tech companies to be more cooperative but no i think that if you're i don't know maybe i'm just a weirdo like my friends do make fun of me like you use this shit more than anyone else does like i <laughs> i don't add things onto my phone like reminders i just like talk to my phone i don't know if i'm just oh, like, i love a weirdo. that yeah like, I'm, I, I'm not there yet but i hope to be one day that i can just like talk to things and <laughs> it, it works for me my boyfriend's <laughs> like he has a his whole house is set up with like google yeah and he uses it all the time. So I'm like, Hey, my next place, like, I just want my whole place to be like a smart home, you know, it's so I can, like fun. come in and the lights come on and yes. the lines open. Like I just, I'm going to outfit it like that. So everything's very easy. I'm, I'm telling you, like, I, it's like a combination of like feeling like an adult, but like simultaneously living out your childhood dream. But like, I'm not joking. I do come home and I tell my Alexa to turn the lights on and to turn my music on and to like, tell me if I have anything on my calendar or my to-do list. And it's, I feel like very like futuristic. Like, I feel like this is what living really in the like future that. feels like. And then I realize sometimes, like, I get into bed and then I realize I didn't turn off the light and I like yep. clap just <laughs> I'm like you know like clap on clap off like I'll just do it and be like oh it didn't work okay I have to get out didn't, of bed like, didn't, didn't work <laughs> how great would it be if it could work if I could just be like Alexa turn off the lights <laughs> it is very 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 fun but also like I'm telling you people will make fun of you but it's fine you just have to like push through it because I'll be on the phone with someone and it's like Alexa turn off the alarm and my friend's like why the fuck do you always have alarms like what are all these alarms for and I'm like I made a cup of tea I wanted an alarm to tell me when it was ready to be drinkable where it's not too warm she's like Nora what the fuck is wrong with you stop using your Alexa for all these strange things but I'm like listen I have a reminder to rotate my plants without that reminder my plants would all die so no it's actually super important and she tells me when it's gonna rain and I don't know I like it that's a really good use rotate your I mean I don't have any plants because I kill (laughs) all of them but my boyfriend's like plant daddy like literally goes home every day I mean he pretty much like 
we quarantine together, but like we go to his house, he like rubs the plants, he like, gives them a bath, like sprays them down. I'm like, this is why your plants are thriving because you literally treat them like children. Whereas, like, I forget about mine for four months, and I'm like, Wait, you died. Like, what's up? <laughs> why? Why did you die? No, I'm. Or tr- I'm trying I'll, to like, get there. Over, I'll like overwater them because I'm like trying to be a good plant mom, and then I like drown them because I'm like, you need water all the time, and they're like, relax, <laughs> lady, like drowning. So yeah, maybe one day I'll be a good plant mom, but. I, I mean, it sounds like that. you have a good resource. Like, if your boyfriend is fucking massaging and bathing them, I feel like he is a good source of information, and you should really, you should really be taking notes because I'm going to be honest with you. Plants are so fucking annoying and tricky, but they they make your space so beautiful. And I've drowned several plants. Like, I've killed yeah. them with love. Like, all yeah. I did was try <laughs> to love them, and then they just like died. And, like, I just bought a planter for seventy five dollars, and now I have no plant in it. Like, what the fuck? And um, yeah. <laughs> it's very it's very upsetting. I literally my trunk is full of planters, and I just give them to my sisters. I'm like, oh, you got a new plant? Do you need a planter? I have one in my trunk. She's like, Why the fuck? I'm like, listen, I don't have. Pl- they they all keep dying, but right now I have three plants that are alive knock on wood and i'm not joking it's because my alexa tells me every 12 days to water and i have them named after um different band members of the strokes oh my god that's <laughs> so it's incredible so it's like go water albert julian needs fertilizer uh nick needs to be rotated. just that is so funny and and i really don't want them to die because now that i've named them because i never named plants before but apparently naming them is important and keeping them alive because like you need to like yeah. treat them i mean talking to them and like that they they're alive so like I feel like they need the love. I think I'm going to get an Alexa and then I'm going to have plants in my next place. And then she's going to tell me how to take care of them. And then it will be good. And then, and then you will start calling people Alexa. Trust me, it's going to happen. You like, you know, how like in elementary school, you like call your teacher mom on accident. That happens to yeah. me constantly. If your name starts with letter A, I will call you Alexa. It just will come out. I will have no control over myself. It's like, if I do, like, I'll do that with my boyfriend and I'll be like, babe, did you put that in the cow? And he's like, I'm not your assistant. I'm like, right. And he's like, do you call your assistant, babe? I'm like, no, I don't know what just went on in my brain, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen, we lead very busy lives. All I think all women in this time, in this age of whatever I don't even know what the fuck words I'm using right now but like we we have very hard lives so just be glad that we're able to like put together sentences just in general because (laughs) life is hard being a woman is very very difficult oh I agree with that yeah I look at my boyfriend I'm just like wow being a man so easy so chill so no raging hormones or periods or fertility problem like nothing just chill Nope, nope. No one constantly trying to like police the way your body looks or how you dress. Judging you on your body, on the way you dress, on your skin, on your like, no, everyone's just, you know, you're just a man, you're just chill. People are okay with it. They like it. They like the way you talk. Nothing you say is offensive suddenly. Like, Nothing you say is aggressive. Or- oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many people tell me you seem angry all the time. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm actually a really happy person. Like, I can be angry, obviously. I'm a human. I'm not a robot. But, like, I'm a generally happy person like I'm not the type of person who's like always in a bad mood like I'm actually more so usually like in a good mood and I'm like I just don't like smiling in photos like why that, that? that's uh, me. I get that all the time they're like are you in a bad mood are you mad are you sad I'm like I'm just not like incredibly bubbly yeah 
And like, that's, that's really the extent of it. Like I, that's it. (laughs) I'm just not like super bubbly. Exactly. Like it, maybe if you were, I don't know, I just feel like it would also be really creepy to be super bubbly. For me personally, like, I feel like it would be very weird because I have resting bitch face. So that comes more naturally (laughs) to me than actually smiling. Like smiling for a photo is like an effort for me. Like I have to like, I have to like think about it. Like I have to like tell myself a joke or something like something funny (laughs) has to happen for me to smile in a photo. But like my resting bitch face is what I always am. So it's just, it's again, I actually to be yourself. I had to like put up a story because everyone was like, did you get like a brow lift? I'm like, first of all, if I got a brow lift, like I would, I would tell you, but like I do this thing and I'm guessing it's because like so many people had like commented on like, you look like a bitch and like tomorrow more (laughs) that like now when the camera's on me, I naturally like pull my face back with like my ears. Like I don't like, I just like flex my face muscles to like look happier. And I didn't realize I was doing it until recently. And so I like put up a story being like, I haven't gotten any work done. I just do this because when I'm resting my face, I look like a ax murderer. Like I look like I'm going to kill someone. So now I like pull my face back and it kind of makes me look like I'm smiling. And I'm like, (laughs) it's just a habit because of being on camera all the time and everyone's like you should stop doing that I'm like if I could I would but, <laughs> but I didn't even know I, I did can't. it now now it's just a habit and I can't stop doing it like yeah no yeah I I don't know I it's so weird like the things you end up getting used to doing on camera or like certain poses or certain like stances like it's very very strange and it's like I don't know. It's it's normal, but it's strange at the same time. But like these habits that you develop, I can't even explain it. Like it, the way I am on video, I feel like is similar to how I am in real life. But like you're saying, there are just little things that you do because like, I want to seem more warm and friendly. And I'll mm-hmm. do these like things and my friends are like, more, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, it's just like a bit more exaggerated. I feel like, yeah, for me, I'm like, I'm just a little bit more exaggerated when I'm on camera also because like you're in a usually in a room by yourself so there's no like energy to feed off of so you have to like just be a little bit which I didn't realize until I would say like late in my because like I got a lot of those comments like oh you just seem so down and like I'm just acting normally but then I realized like later on like oh you just need to like pump it up a little because it doesn't on camera it doesn't look like how it would in real life it looks more like mellow and that's like you know the whole overacting thing like I mean like the, when you're on camera, you do have to like take it up a little bit because it's not going to translate. Like just one little notch. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to translate as well as it would in real life. Like obviously I wouldn't really be acting like that if we were like one-on-one, but yes. on camera, like, you know, you just need to like just bump it up a little, which like, and sometimes you're just, if you're vlogging, you're just like not in the mood to do that. And then people are like, Oh, you're in a bad mood. I'm like, man, I'm just tired. I mean, listen, I, like I said, I've watched your videos. I've ne- like, all, that's the thing. I'm like all of these like weird critical thoughts. I'm like, maybe sometimes I've noticed that you seem like maybe a little less energized, but I've never thought like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Like, yeah, <laughs> I what, appreciate that. What, I'm happy you've never thought that. Why does she look like such a bitch? Like, like I, I'm like, what? Like, no, I've never, never thought that because again, it's important to always remember, always remember that people are just humans. So, you yeah. know. If they seem a little down, maybe they are, but like, it's fine. Like, it's okay. Like, I I prefer that. That's the thing. Like, I think that that's more 
like you can connect. It's more enjoyable. Like when someone is just being themselves and not like pretending to be happy all the time. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like those are people that I connect can connect with. And I'm like, Oh, like you're just like a cool, like normal fucking person. Like you're not super happy all the time. But if you do want to be happy all the time also, like that's cool, but that's just not for me. Yeah, totally. I, I, when the people I I watch online, like they go through the ups and downs and they're very real about that. And I like respect that because I'm like, I get it. And I, can relate to that more than just like someone who doesn't ever talk about, you know, shitty things that happen in life because like life is a bunch, a series of ups and downs. It's a series of like peaks and valleys. And as much as I want to see people's peaks and high points and all that, like I also want people to be very like open about the lower points and like what they get down about, because sometimes it's like, you think that you're the only person who thinks like that, or you're the only person who goes through stuff like that. So like seeing someone online who also goes through is going through the same things as you, like that to me is like super relatable and like makes me feel more comfortable about how I'm feeling. And like, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about talking about like owning your own business and like how, just how emotional it is when you're like so invested in something and there's so many challenges, like, I sometimes you feel very lonely in that and like so that's why I talk about it because I'm like I'm I'm going through these challenges so like other people must be going through and I've gotten a lot of positive feedback of like I also own my own business and like had the same challenge like thank you so much for talking about it like you know and that's kind of like those are the people I really like make videos for you know yeah and it's also about kind of like breaking down these like boundaries that are kind of you know, created like unintentionally, like you even you did a video about kind of like, um, like how like how influencers work kind of thing. I forget the name of it. But it was just kind of like breaking down, breaking down like how the whole like influencer thing works. And I was like, this is so interesting. Like, in everything you said, I was like, yeah, that's it's fucking exactly exactly how it is. Like, and it just, I feel like so many people don't know a lot of things like they might think like every time you're sent something, you're being paid to post about it. But it's like, no, like, I don't have to post about this. But like, I'm just choosing to share it because I think it's cool. Or like, mm-hmm. I want to be like, for me, sometimes I'll post an unboxing because I kind of want to be a little bit more transparent. Like, hey, I just got this. I did not pay for it. I'm going to try it. I'll let you know how I like it. Like, that's kind for of sure. how I think about it. But I think a lot of times people do not fully understand it. And there's something nice about breaking down those boundaries. For sure. And, like, even with, like, owning a clothing brand, I think some people think it's very, like, you know, glamorous. And yeah. I'm like, listen, for, like, the first year all of the inventory yeah for the first year all of the inventory was in my apartment and all I did all day was pretty much lift heavy cardboard boxes like that was pretty much it and so like I like to show things like that or like fashion week for example like oh my god glamorous from Instagram but I'm like it's 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 like not at all your fashion week vlogs are the most accurate representation of fashion week i just want to let you know like they every other fashion week vlog i've seen i'm like this is like no like you're fucking tired you're gonna end up skipping things missing things um yeah wearing an outfit like not getting invited to things like wanting to be somewhere and then like you didn't get the invite or like it there's just so many things i feel like when you're like the big bloggers or you know the bigger people who do get invited to all that like they can't you can't really like relate to that as like a smaller creator and not that I'm even small like 
something that I, for fashion week, I was like, it's so crazy. Cause like I have almost a million on YouTube, yeah. but like no one in the fashion week world cares about YouTube. You know, like they're only looking Which at your is Instagram. So weird. Cause I feel like people are so much more invested on, on YouTube than they are on Instagram. Like I'm more likely to buy something if someone talks about it in a YouTube video than if they like post about it on Instagram, but that's just me. I don't know. Same. No, I think I, I really do love YouTube. And I think that you can't underestimate the longevity and the quality of a YouTube video because yes, Instagram, like you post a photo and then eventually it's going to get pushed down the feed. And like, that's really it for, for the Instagram. But yeah, the search feature on YouTube is so valuable because you could have, yeah. Oh, what? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I can still hear you. Okay. Sorry. My AirPods are about to die. Um, you could like post a video and then like two years later that video is like on trend and it blows up, you know, like you just never know. And I just, I love, I love that feature of YouTube so much. And I think like another weird thing that I've kind of discovered or learned about fashion week is that a lot of it is just brand relations. Like if you have mm-hmm. the right relationships with different PR people, you're just going to get invited to things. And like, it doesn't matter how big or small you are, like as far as like audience, if you know mm-hmm. the right people, you're gonna get the invite. And like, networking 100%. isn't something that comes naturally to me, even though I do feel like I'm very easy to talk to and like whatever but like networking is just something that I till this day and like I have to like force myself to fucking do it because I'm just like this feels unnatural um Mm -hmm. but that's really what it comes down to so like there are definitely times where I'm like fuck why didn't I get invited to the show I got invited last season or something like that and it's like there's a new PR person who works there now so they don't know me or care about me and they're not gonna invite me to their show it doesn't matter you know what I mean like it just constantly And then also, like, if you don't live in New York, or if you don't live in London, or wherever the fashion week is, is like, you're not a part of that scene, it's even more difficult to make those relations. Because literally, like, the only time you can make the relations is kind of during fashion week, and then like, trying to go to coffee or get lunch or something like that with these PR people. And it just adds to the already stressful environment. I mean, I used to be a person who thought, like, if you worked hard, things would come to you. And so I never like did any reach out. I never like asked for things. I never thought that I like, I just, I don't know why I felt like that. But, um, when I, when I realized like, Oh, you like have to cold email and cold call and like be pushy and send and ask, you know, like if you're not going to get a, you're not going to get the no or the yes, if you don't ask. So like when I realized that I was like, Oh, I want to go to fashion week. I'm sending out 500 PR emails and finding everyone's email. And I don't care if I'm emailing the CMO of the company, I'm emailing everyone so I can see if like, I just want the no at least, you know, and and I've gotten so many no's, you know, like I've have contacts in certain companies and like very good relationships with them and still gotten no's and like it hurts for one second and then you move past it. And then, you know, you just try again next year or next season. Like, but I'd That's rather, really what it is. Yeah, I'd rather get the no than than not try, you know? And that's, like, another thing that I, like, respect you for is, like, how kind of candid you've been about that because I feel like I don't know a lot of people who are doing that. And I think it is kind of, again, like, going back to, like, humanizing people, it's like, yeah, like, we are working. Like, it's not like we're just, like, sitting. I don't think any creator is just, like, sitting around not fucking trying at all and just getting magically all these invites. Like, I know people who are, like, 
have huge audiences on Instagram and they still have to do outreach and they still get no's or like fully have brands just ignore them. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, everyone kind of has to work to get these, to be able to attend these shows. And like, I don't know. I think it's, it's really interesting now, especially because of like quarantine and stuff. And like, we can't go to shows. So now there's all these like virtual shows and I'm not going to lie. Like recently, like I've seen a few people like go to these, like, or get invited to like virtual shows. And even then I'm like, fuck, like, what about me? Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) for sure. I get that. But But like, yeah, I'm honestly, I, I don't know how good this is going to sound, but like, I'm kind of happy that this September there's going to be no fashion months. <laughs> it's a nice break. It's a break. Yeah. And you end up spending so much money and so much energy and like you don't sleep and it's exhausting. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a nice reset. And like, I'm very excited to see like where the fashion industry kind of goes with fashion month and how it's going to shift and change. Um, I think it's going to be very new and different and I'm very excited for it. I'm excited too. And I'm, I'm definitely hoping, hoping that they make some changes because I think the way things are set up right now, isn't maybe the best. It's not the most inclusive. It's not the most, you know, it's not the most sustainable it's either. It's not like, the most sustainable. No, like going to each city and, you know, having all of those different shows. And I'm just, I'm excited to see like what changes and how designers are gonna, are gonna kind of like shake it up. Yeah. No, I I feel the same way, but um honestly like or like I'm not joking. I'm like I feel like I could talk to this girl forever, but thank you. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, so I want to let you plug your things. Where can people follow you on YouTube, Instagram, where can they follow Uncle, all that good stuff? So for me, on pretty much every social platform is just Allegra Shaw on um, TikTok, it's like our underscore Shaw. Yeah. And uh, for Uncle, everything is Uncle X Studios. And yeah, you can check us out there. I would actually, I'll connect with you after because I would love to send you some Uncle stuff. Oh my God, you are the sweetest. <laughs> and I literally love this conversation. It's been really, really fun. Um, and I'm so great. excited. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this, especially during such a hectic week. Um, as always, you guys can follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Psycho, where you will see a lovely picture of Allegra. Um, and then you could always follow me on Instagram at Nor E. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday.